The house glowed in the darkness. Thick smoke billowed from broken windows and jagged holes in the roof, forming black smudges against the eerie, orange-tinged sky. Carmen stepped out of the News 9 van, wincing from the sting of soot in the air and the blare of sirens. A weariness settled over her, an exhaustion more emotional than physical that she couldn't allow to show in her face. In the past few days, she had watched twelve houses burn. It had been exciting at first, something for her to report, something for her to do. But now she'd had enough. Over breakfast that morning, she'd noticed that the scent of smoke still clung to her hair despite her shower. Her ears still rang from the nighttime howling of coyotes, driven from the canyon by the fires, and outside her kitchen window, the sun beat hot and yellow on the sparse vegetation in her yard. The sun had become an enemy, a relentless killer of everything that had once been beautiful in Via Rosa. This house, like the others burned in the past few days, was set on the rim of Cinnamon Canyon, a beautiful, pristine chasm that carved a wide, deep path through the sprawling reaches of Via Rosa. The canyon was thick with crackling dry chaparral, so thick that in the shadows of dusk and dawn, it looked as though someone had dropped a soft, nubbly quilt over the earth. But Cinnamon Canyon was no longer beautiful, no longer unspoiled. These days, the residents of Via Rosa awakened with damp palms and racing hearts. They looked out their windows to see how the fires had changed the canyons overnight, to see how much of the earth had been blackened, how close the plume of smoke was to them now. Carmen held Craig Morrow's dampened handkerchief over her nose as she stood in front of the burning house. The camera crew was setting up, and Craig scrambled around, talking to firefighters, ambulance drivers, gathering information for her. The ranch-style house, barely larger than a trailer, didn't look well cared for, but that was hard to determine after what it had suffered tonight. It perched on a small plateau jutting up above the canyon. The side yard was barely large enough to hold a swing set and a sliding board, which looked like a strip of molten steel as it reflected the glow from the fire. A tricycle lay on its side near the swings, and toys were scattered across the narrow thread of dirt that served as a front yard. A few bulging black garbage bags lay in the middle of the short driveway. Behind the house, Cinnamon Canyon was an enormous bowl of fire. Carmen took a few steps toward the canyon, mesmerized, shuddering. If hell existed, it could be no worse than this. A small plane buzzed above the conflagration, spewing its cargo of chemicals, and behind her, the firefighters sprayed their precious water on the few other houses that rimmed this part of the canyon, struggling to hold off the flames. How small they seemed, the firefighters, the planes, how insignificant. Craig was suddenly beside her, rattling off the address of the house, the time the fire started, the gloomy prognosis for the surrounding homes. His thinning dark hair stood away from his scalp in crazy tufts, and he was wild-eyed. He loves this, she thought, as she jotted down the information on her pad. The dead kids were two, four, and five, Craig said. Dead kids? she asked, 
startled. Houses had been lost, true, but so far no one had died. Yeah, Craig motioned toward the bags in the driveway, and Carmen realized with a jolt they were not garbage bags at all, but small body bags. Her knees turned to rubber, and she pressed the handkerchief to her face again. Hey, Craig called out to the News 9 crew. What's the names on the three kids? Someone yelled back at him. Joseph, Edward, and Hazel. And Craig shook his head, actually chuckling to himself. Hazel, he said. Can you imagine naming a kid Hazel? His voice seemed to come from very far away. <laughs>